0: I always say something. punch, motherfucker. What's going on everybody? It's that ordinary podcaster with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm Demetrius Thigpen, also known as Meech Speaks, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Crazy. So today, this time around, you know, ah, man, you know, I I love social media. I really do, and I love the the algorithm. That's the thing that I love the most, all right? Has the algorithm put me in a box before? A hundred percent, but the algorithm has also done its job, and that's to point me in the direction of things I'm looking for or people that I'm looking for. So it's no surprise, right? Like it's no surprise that I'm going to be, I'm, I'm getting ready to become a recruiter. And I looked up exactly what I'm supposed to say, how I'm supposed to say it. Um, I, I'm trying to figure out exactly, like I'm, I'm kind of scrambling, but then I stumble on this Marine's page, like this man's page. And when I tell you that I'm blown away, one thing I am is blown away. And I don't get blown away often, you know? And I don't know what the issue is about that, but I don't really get blown away often. But the concept of change, the idea of wanting more for yourself, the conversation about becoming a better version—these things were coming up on the algorithm. Not just I couldn't do nothing but like subscribe, follow, and just continue to just pay attention to exactly what this person is saying. So with that being said, today we have Maximilian Dunton. Now let me rephrase that. Gurns aren't done. How you doing today? I'm
1: good, brother. I appreciate you having me on, man. And you know what? You you talking me up, but I want to let you know something, Meach. I, I I've been I've been following you for a lot longer than
0: you've been following me, man. So just keep that in mind. Really? Yeah, dog. <laughs> Look, I I really appreciate that, but I really appreciate exactly what you're doing. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I I try to do good, do right by these intros people mm-hmm. on and i always talked to always told myself that when we do an intro like this when you introduce somebody introduce them like they're about to walk out you know what i mean yeah. like give yeah. them something that they definitely want to hear you know and i, I it, it's genuine and it comes from a space of just seeing the work that you're putting out you know what i mean seeing the content that you're putting out because it truly resonates with me and yeah. right out the bat i, I just really want to just ask like you know just the mindset behind the content because you don't see a lot of marines on social media especially let me rephrase that you don't see a lot of marines on social media doing it the right way so i just really wanted to just get an idea of what what caused you to start getting on social media in the first place
1: yeah well you know what man i've been i've been utilizing social media especially once once you once you go to recruiting uh get on the duty it's highly encouraged that you get heavily involved in in where your prospects are more more than likely going to be so that's going to be instagram you know um tiktok too but we're not really supposed to be on on tiktok with government devices and so mainly instagram is that is that platform um and so I had a couple different pages like back when i was actual canvassing recruiter i hadn't started an instagram page and then obviously i, I you know rotated that into the rss page uh, down here in south florida and you know initially the content really it was just about pushing a message man pushing the message to the marine corps pushing the message locally to police and applicants and potential prospects and parents and influencers about you know why the marine corps could be beneficial um utilizing it as a billboard mm-hmm. right because like even though it might not generate as much business as the marine corps would like it to in terms of uh-huh. like the digital engagement program you know it really is a fantastic billboard in the sense that you know when I, I have a conversation with a young man and he agrees to come into an appointment i'm just a voice over the phone and so I when I say, it. look brother do me a favor go ahead and check out my instagram here's the link to the instagram like three posts let me know what you think now he could put a face to the, to the voice, to the name, connect all the three dots, we build trust, facilitate honest exchange of information, and they feel more comfortable hopefully coming in, they start seeing some of the pull function videos and stuff. So that's how it started. Now, when I took over as an assistant um, recruiter instructor down here at RS4 Lauderdale, you know, I had developed some processes and some things that worked really well for me at the different offices that I had been managing, you know, and so for me, what I was hearing a lot across the board where there were a lot of... Marines particularly in my command, but like just throughout throughout the Marine Corps, you know different people I knew that they weren't getting the results or the training that they really Desired not to say they weren't getting trained, but they weren't getting you know the digestible content because we got volumes We got references. We got MC3 skill charts We got a lot of stuff, but it's like the implementation of it is really what's the most important thing It's one thing to have the tools. It's another thing to know how to to use them and so I was like, you know what there's a need and so what I decided to do was take an Instagram page that initially was just for motivational speaking because just like you, I have a passion for that. And I was like, you know what? Let me tailor it more to the recruiting force out here in, 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 the, in the Marine Corps Recruiting Command and give them tips, TTPs, techniques, and strategies based off of the doctrine and based off of some other things that I came up with on my own and push it out to the, the field for results. And I'll tell you what, man, the the response has been phenomenal. It has been phenomenal. Um, things have been really blowing up, and so there's so much value, man. And so, like, that's really
0: what what kind of launched it. And that's what got me what got me going on this thing, man. Man, I love that. I really do. Yeah. Um, motivational speaking, I like, very, you know, you're probably honestly the second person that I've actually met in the military that is in that that particular pathway. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I I really want to ask this, is that what made you want to get into motivational speaking? You know. I've just, I've always been the motivator,
1: man. You know, growing up the way I grew up, and probably similar to your story, based off some of the videos I watched from you, you know, I grew up in a, way, in a way that like I was always that counselor for my mother when she was going through what she was going through. I was always that counselor for my family and my friends. I always had the ability to communicate with people, to get myself out of trouble, like whatever it was. I just had this ability to communicate with people and to put people at ease. And, um, you know, I started going through some really, so i've been in the marine corps for 12 years man and i've mm-hmm. gone through some really tough times in the marine corps i've gone through some really tough times before the marine corps i've been married twice i've been divorced twice right i've been i've been in and out of the fight man out here and so after my first failed relationship early on in my career you know you get married when 18 like a dum-dum and uh after that end of that relationship you know i i had some some serious uh self-development issues man like i had to i had to instead of pointing fingers, mm-hmm. I had to point some thumbs. And I had to say, what do I want to do with my life, man? I'm 22 years old. I'm, 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 I'm divorced. I'm I'm out of shape. I'm, you know, uneducated. And so what I started to do was started to read, man. I started to I read mean, and I started to learn and I started to develop myself and I started to build myself and I started to focus in on what was important in my life. And I started to get into the gym and I started working out. I remember looking at people and asking myself, what does this man have with that guy or What do they have inside of them that I don't have? Like, why are they able to have the discipline Uh, to do what they're doing? But I don't have that. And so it started to bother me. It kept me up at night. And I made a conscious decision to make my life better mentally and physically. And so I started to get a lot of different, um, I started to change, man. I started to change. My mindset started to change. My focus started to change. Who I became internally and how I looked at myself in the mirror began to change. My belief systems, like my core. And what that did for me was open up my eyes to a possibility that that I could literally do anything I wanted. And I felt powerful because of it. And so I, I, you know, with all the different, I remember a friend of mine back when I was, I think I just got to Quantico. I was like a sergeant out there at the time. I was in for like four or five years. And he's like, yo, I found this guy who reminds me a lot of you. And I was like, oh, who is it? He's like, his name's Tony Robbins. He curses a lot and he's like real big and his energy is big. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, like somebody seems to talk like shows in this video. And I just felt so connected to what he was doing at this audience, you know, and um, I just fell in love with the concept of it. And, you know, I just kind of I just I didn't even think at the time, oh, that's where I want to be when I grow up. No, it just started to kind of lean that way. And that's uh-huh. just how how my life started to move. And it was real natural. And so. Things just started developing from there, and um, I, I, you know, then I became a recruiter, and I had the platform to do it because being able to pull these, man, the way to maintain the pool is inspiring them, uh-huh. um, and so even before that, though, I was making videos and stuff like that, a uh, little bit on un- on. Un- Undirected and a little bit immature. Some of those, you know, early content I was making, no one will ever find it because I had it all hidden. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I know that. Trust <laughs> yeah. me, I know. I know you that know feeling when I first you started out. <laughs> I wasn't Meech
0: speaks just yet, and Meech was still <laughs> trying to figure out his sign sound So there was definitely yeah, some. uh There's definitely some content that is in my archives that I. I have it just to remind myself, like, wow, like, you've really come yeah, a long way, came, buddy. you a long way, right, right, right. Ooh,
1: yeah, Lord man.
0: Jesus. Yeah, man. And, yeah. you know, one of the biggest things, man, like, right. and I think really what stands out the most is, it's just, uh, because I remember when I realized, like, dang, like, maybe I should try to be, like, a motivational speaker. Or, to be honest with you, I honestly didn't even know that it was a thing. I didn't even know, you know. And I remember going out, because I'm, you know, a martial arts instructor trainer. And being yep. to having to speak in front of people on a regular basis. And the crazy thing about it is, is that your gift, it, yeah. you know, and I've learned is that your gift will hide in plain sight. It hides yeah. in plain sight. It could be, it's just like your shadow. You walk by it every single day, but you never give it a second thought. And yeah. I would get out there and I would talk and I would speak, and people would come up to me, and they'd be like, Yeah, you know, ThinkPen, you're real good. And I'm like, I mean, okay, like I'm pretty sure you could kick it too. You know what I mean? Like, I think you can right. kick that thing too. And yeah. it took a while before somebody was like, no, like you really do have something. And they showed me a speaker. And just like how you saw Tony Robbins, I saw Inky Johnson. And I don't Inky know if you Inky Johnson. Seen, I know Inky, man. That's my boy. You know, that's my you boy. know when Inky, I first started boy. writing him, when I first started, I reached out to Inky Johnson. Like I reached that's out it. to him. Like I'm talking about like a like a fangirl. Like I wrote him like this long paragraph, not yeah. thinking that he would see it. And he wrote me back. Now, you know, Inky only got one arm so that really meant a lot that he sent that whole paragraph and i was just thinking i was just like you know if you really just keep at it you know what i mean like if you really keep at it you really do have something and the second thing that really stood out the most to me especially what you said was is just the accountability piece i don't know how many people have something you know what i mean like they really have something but It's easier to blame the environment. It's easier to blame the circumstance. It's easier to blame the situation. But to sit back and say, why am I, what am I doing that is not, what am I doing that is not getting me to the point that I'm getting to, or I I need to go, that's the piece right there. You know what I mean? Like, that's the big piece right there. So I I truly applaud you because accountability is something that we (laughs) talk about (laughs) on a regular basis, but it's something that is very practice like a lot of people will say like hey be accountable but you don't want to be accountable until it's, if it's if it's about you you don't want to so i really appreciate you bringing that piece up
1: yeah absolutely you know i would tell you something man like i don't know i mean i'm a man of god recently you know like i've always believed in god in, in one way or the other but like i've really started to dive pretty deep into it um over the last like year or so and I, I I believe that you only get one life man we get one opportunity We get one chance in this world you know, and I don't know why I don't know what the reason is I don't know um I don't know if it's worth anything I have no idea man. but what I know is that in the one life that you get the one opportunity that you get the one the one thing that the one chance you get one thing I will not do, is I will, I will not be mediocre, man. I will not take this one opportunity look. to have a life and just and just squander it. I will not stand back and, and watch all these goals and dreams and things I could be and things I could do. And it and, and just watch them just disappear into nothing. And, and I'll tell you, like... Like... You have... We have... Everyone has... Something that they can utilize to leave a dent on the universe, man. That's literally the reason why we exist. The reason why you and I are talking through these screens right now is because somebody left a debt in the universe that will last forever. And so, it I've realized, man, that not everybody is going to be able to do that. Some 100%. people, they they want to be regular. And that's okay. Yeah. But if they if you have a small piece, there's something inside of you, man, that's telling you that you meant for something greater. If you don't take action on it, if you don't do something about it, if you don't fight for it, if you don't if you're not willing to fail for it, if you're not willing to be embarrassed for it, if you're not willing to go to the lengths for it, if you're not willing to stand up and fight for what matters to you and deal with the the, the criticism or deal with the haters, if you, if you're too afraid, well then You're doing yourself a disservice, man. You're doing and and ultimately you're doing the world a disservice. And Mm. that is the scariest part about it, man. You know, and there's sacrifices that need to be made along the way. Like we make decisions every day that we make decisions every day that we have to live with those decisions, man. And you know what? Like like I think about the things I lost along the way on my journey so far. I've lost a lot. And that's okay with me because I have a I have a mission a personal mission that I will not stop until I achieve. And that is, that is my life's purpose. And if whoever I'm with or wherever I'm doing, if they can't get behind it, then they have to get left behind. Mm -hmm. And that's just unfortunate reality because there are people in this world who need something, you know, Mm -hmm. they need, they need a guy like you to inspire them. They, so they can do their thing. And so that that person, you know, and so,
0: if not you then who right and it's like you oh, got to yeah. get it done man 100 you know something very similar really no no yes 100 i completely agree with that you know something very similar always resonates with me it always lives rent free in my mind and, and you know i always tell myself like demetrius okay. at your funeral will your eulogy be good you know what i mean like when they deliver your eulogy and everybody comes out Do you think you're going to have a good eulogy? Are they going to be able to brag about you the way that you bragged about yourself? You know what I mean? Like, are they going to be able to deliver it the way that you would have delivered? And that's always been a big driving factor behind me because at the end of the day, just like what you said, you only get one life to live. You know what I mean? And when they finally come to send me off and they list everything in it, will it be everything that I could have done? You know, and then even on the second part to that, when I finally transcend at the end of it and they tell me they show me what my life supposed to be my biggest fear is is that you know god look at me and say like demetrius you just didn't do what i had put you on this planet to do you know what i mean like you didn't do exactly what i had put you on there there was so much more things that you should have did that i wish you would have did that i wish you could have gave more but you didn't do it or i get you went in the wrong direction and those things right there just keep me up So I completely understand the idea of like you of giving it 100% throughout life because you really only have one life to live. But one of the biggest things that you said along the way, and this was something that I I realized very early on in the journey is how much you lose along the way, because that right there, that piece right there, and I just really hope that you could elaborate a little bit more. But when you begin to change for the better, a lot of people don't realize it, but you're going to lose a lot of things along the way. Whether that's family, whether that's friends, maybe that's hobbies, because you transition it into somebody different. And that piece right there will scare you and essentially scare you out of the transformation that you're supposed to become. You know. um,
1: Loss is a part of the game, man, right? Loss is a part of the game, like. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate, man, because I'll tell you, like, the way I grew up is, is a blessing in disguise. I didn't grow up with family. I didn't grow up with things. I didn't grow up tied to anything. Every PCS I ever did, I left everything I had behind. This might be the first place. When I leave this place, this might be the first time I PCS somewhere else and I should keep stuff because yeah. I have a lot of stuff. But, like, every time I PCS, I would leave everything behind. I would start my whole life over. You know, like, um, growing up, man, like, my my – Family, like we weren't tight, we weren't close at all. Like, you know, we, we, we were tight in the sense that like we survived together, but I can't remember one time somebody came to, you know, one of my performances, I used to be a musician in high school and nobody really? ever came to see me Yeah, You know, I used to uh, do a lot of things, man, and nobody would come and like, we would never go out to eat as a family, we would never do a lot of those things. And so like, you know, like I, we, were, we would get evicted often. We, we would always be moving three days or mm-hmm. th- th- three months, you know, three months behind, well, to the next place, sure. Mm-hmm. Sheriff at the house emptying the place out mom said they grab a couple of things or whatever throw them in the trash bag we're off to a friend's couch right and so i got used to this this pattern of like recycling everything recycling everything and i got really accustomed to to being detached from possessions and being detached from things that don't serve me i didn't realize mm. that that they weren't uh, i didn't realize that there were things that didn't serve me until i got a little bit older but that's really what it was it was like things that just simply did not serve me and so you know now in my life, like, you know, now that I have a a purpose, like, that's what I really feel like, man. I feel like I have a purpose in my life, and that purpose is so powerful that like, you know, as I change and as I develop and as I grow, I have become different, you know? I have become quieter. I have become um, more careful and calculated with how I speak. I have been, you know, I have become a little bit more stale. I have become a little bit more cold. I have become a little bit more uh, hard-boiled. Sure, like, you know, but you know, it's because my, my purpose and my vision has taken over my life. Like I don't go out, <sighs> man. I don't party. I have I have I have people I consider friends, but I don't have friends that I hang out with. I don't I hang out with people. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. do that. And it's not because I don't love people. Like I even down here in South Florida, I have colleagues that from time to time I might see, like, but I don't have friends, man. And so like it's just because my purpose has taken over my life, is my <laughs> hobby. My purpose is my hobby. My passion is my hobby, and like I, you know, some people that can't get behind that. Some things cannot get behind that. Some friends can't get behind that. Some some spouses can't get behind that. Like, it, it you know, I'm not saying that these things are not important, but you make decisions early, and sometimes you find yourself after you've made decisions, and you have to make another decision on whether or not you're willing to continue to the discovery the epiphany in which you had are you willing to follow that or are you going to stifle yourself to 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 remain in whatever scenario that you were already in and so for me i I had to make some really really tough decisions man and you know when i look at the people that message me on instagram i look at the people that call me when i look at the people that ask me for advice when i look at those people man like people people I have people messaging me, DMing me, crying, bro, uh-huh. like crying, like saying, like thank you, thank you, like you know, like you, you know. I had one guy told me I literally saved him from killing himself, like shit, like that. And this is just, and it's like it's just the beginning, man. It's just the beginning. You know, you leave an impact on people, and that's so much more important to me than anything. I you don't, you won't find an Xbox in my house, man. Like you just won't find it. But five years ago, you couldn't you couldn't get get me off of it, you know. Like uh-huh. you want, I can't binge watch a TV show anymore, bro. I'll turn a show on Dude, just because not I'll not. tell myself, "You gotta relax, chill." And as soon as I sit down and watch something, I start messing around on my phone to create content or find things to like add value. I started start like not editing not. the video. I'm like doing something else that's more important to me. The only things I've held on to are the things that give me peace of mind, man. Like my 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 music. Like I play drums and I play piano, and so like I focus on that a little bit. I play drums for the church, so I focus on that, mm-hmm. but like. That's just because that helps me free my soul. But outside of those things, man, my, my job has become my hobby. My career has become a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like my passion for moving forward and like my vision I have for myself has become a hobby. And the cool thing about it is too. Here's the best part, bro. Like I'm not doing nothing for money. Like nothing yeah. is about a dollar amount. It's everything. Is a, everything I do is free? i was doing motivational speeches down here in Broward County for the last three years. Every time is free. I don't. I don't, I don't I don't, charge a dime. And it's because, you know what? The government's paying me right now, man. Like, yeah, I get a paycheck yeah. on the 1st to the 15th, and I get paid pretty freaking well out of guys gunning down in Fort Lauderdale. And so, you know what? Like, I could focus on just adding value. I don't mm-hmm. care about the money. And, like, it's a beautiful thing to, yeah. to do that, man. Like, you know? And so that's just where I'm at in my life, man. That's just how I'm thinking right now. It's just where my focus is. And, like, it's the beginning. It feels so right. I feel so justified in my actions right there, i feel yeah. so so
0: aligned with the with the path well, know? i know that feeling trust me i know that feeling <laughs> right there yeah. you know and, and 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 man i can't i can't stress how much you know very you know i i i listen to the guests but i yeah. always end up switching from the host to almost a listener you know what i mean and i forget that i'm even on the show sometimes because what you're saying is, is you're resonating with my spirit right now you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people don't understand the power of sacrifice when you talk about dreams and aspirations, that there come, there is an equivalent exchange of something. You know what I mean? Like you said that you wanted to chase this dream. You said you wanted to be something better. You the one that wrote your name on that line. So here's the things that you got to give up. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I remember sitting back at the house saying to myself, like, dang, like, I rarely sit back and have to be able to be uh, sit down and play the game like I want to like I used to you know sit down and watch a show like I used to it's not that I, I, I'm not interested it's just something else has my interest right now and I remember saying like Demetrius if you want to take this serious then you need to treat this exactly like it's a job you need to treat it like it's a job let me rephrase that you need to respect it like it's a job and I feel like a lot of people fall short On those hopes, those dreams, those aspirations in that transition to becoming a better version because they don't treat that like it's they don't respect it the same way that they would respect their job. You know what I mean? Like you show up early at your regular job, but you're not about to show up early for the version of yourself that is hoping to become. You won't you'll you'll put your hobby off, but you won't put the nine to five off. And I always tell myself, like, you got to respect it. And if you give it that much respect, you will start to see the benefits from it. And just like you, I can't tell you. And I always tell it, I always say that I'm just tapped into the matrix. A lot of people would say like, Mish, man, like, how do you come up with this content? And I was like, I've been tapped into the matrix and I don't know how to get out of it because I'm seeing something and everybody else is processing it, but I'm processing it something different. Next thing you know, I'm like, I want to record that. I want to, I want to be able to write that down. I want to save that because I'm just processing it differently. Sure. But the one thing that you also stood, you said, and it just really, I've been saying it for a while and I can't stress this enough. The idea of friends and I and I feel like we we as humans, we want to be loved so bad. We want to we we're want, communal creatures, you know, hey, you know, I met this guy today and this is my friend. And I don't know who need to hear this, but everybody is not your friend. OK, and that is OK. And I cannot stress that enough. There are such things as colleagues. There are such thing as co-workers. There's such thing as comrades. There's acquaintances. These are titles for reasons everybody does not need to have a deeper connection with you and in fact sometimes people that are in your life they act as a distraction for you so if you just focus on what you're supposed to be doing you would want you you'll see yourself going as far as you're supposed to and i just really want to just say like thank you for giving me that gem because it really it resonated with me on there
1: yeah yeah i mean look like I, growing up my dad he was funny man he was he he was a little Real bad drug addict man. And uh he was not a good role model. But I'll tell you what, that man told me a couple couple things in my life that really stuck with me. You know, number one, the one thing he told me was a man never lies. Uh-huh. Like, There's a man never lies. And you know, like I'd be lying to you right now if I told you I never lied in my life because I have. Uh-huh. But it, it stuck with me to the point where like in many cases, like I'm always brutally honest with people and I try to be as tactful as possible. But I hurt a lot of people's feelings because I'm I'm very straightforward and I tell people how I feel. And there's a lot of um, collateral damage and there's a lot of, you know, things that come out of that. But that's number one. He told me man never lies. Um, mm-hmm. The second thing that he told me was that, uh, you know, ultimately said, you know, the second thing was a man always wears shoes.
0: Yeah, doesn't I wear sneakers.
1: Know. Right. And so like what he meant by that is what he meant by that is a man should always look like a man. A man should always dress like a man, right? And it's like, there's nothing wrong with wearing sneakers like Jordans and stuff like that. He really instilled in me to like, you always want to look sharp. And that's why I like, yeah. you do business casual and like, I'm always in a suit. I'll make sure my shoes are shined. Like I make sure my my pants are up. Like I want to have, have that professional look. Um, I want to be able to be squared away. I want to be clean. But the third thing my dad told me is, I'm your only friend. That's mm-hmm. what he said to me. He said, I'm your only friend. And what he meant by that was that he loves me unconditionally. A friend loves you unconditionally. And there's conditions on every friendship that we make. There's always conditions. I could kill somebody today and my dad would still love me. Like I could, I could, you know, I've gotten to fist fights with him and I've hurt him bad. And he's fucked me up before too. Excuse my language. But, and, but he's still loving it unconditionally. I want to see you do that to a friend, knock him out and embarrass oh, him yeah. and see if he'll still be your friend, right? Like, you know, tell him a dirty secret, something that, that changes your character, in his eyes and see if he'll still love you, right? Like, and that's why he always told me, I'm your only friend. And he was 100% right by that. And so, you know, everyone else, he said, is your buddy, your pal, you know, yeah. but like they come and go. And, you know, those, those three lessons that he told me were really important, but then that's what he reminded me of when you said that about the, you know, but the friendship thing, like, Acquaintances, co-workers, I got brothers, man. Marais is my brothers, right? Mm-hmm. But y'all know those Marais that you know, hey, your your friendship is always good as my career is, hundred
0: percent. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come <laughs> on, like, man. like, hey, I mean, <laughs> if we being honest, I'm gonna just be honest with you. I, me personally, when I hear it, because I feel like we throw the word, bro, you know, we throw that word around so often. Hey, brother, and I'm just like this. <sighs> All right, man. What do you want? What do you want? I already know. I, you know what I mean? Like, as soon as you hey, hear that that's word, me, hey, that's brother. Me. <laughs> that's me, bro. it's like, hey, brother, what's going on? You know, yeah, You know, right, guys, don't time, up. no spit. You know, like, go ahead and just say, like, you ain't even got to ask me how I been. Just let me, you know, what do you want? What do you want? You know, yeah, I may be able it. to help you. I may not. But just like right. you, you trying to give a me condition. to sign that duty roster. <laughs> like, I know. Like, come on now. Like. I know it's a condition, and I think that's one of the biggest things right there. And I think, like, honestly, you know, once again, like, you know, the overall concept of this episode is just a better version of yourself, you know? And I feel like there is a condition behind becoming the better version of yourself. And I feel like a lot of people, like, you know, especially, like, in this era, I feel like this is definitely that now era, you know what I mean? And we view success and we view these the, the the larger picture of what we want our aspiration and we treat it like it's a hot pocket you know what i mean we, yeah. we put a hot pocket in the microwave for two minutes it's coming out you know but yeah. you want the success to feel like a home-cooked meal but you want it as fast as a hot pocket but the problem is is that a home-cooked meal tends to take hours to make you know yeah. and They're i think my question that i have for you is is just what do you have for somebody that's just starting off, that has this dream, that has this aspiration? Because we still in the month of January. We still got that new year feel. You know what I mean? Them dreams Man. and those, you know, that better version of themselves, that's still fresh in their mind. What do you have for them as they take that step?
1: Man. <laughs> first, first thing is there's there's no time. Everybody's got their time now. Uh-huh. Everybody's got their time. Everybody's got their moment. To, to shine and mind has yet to come, and you know, maybe an odds and some, you know, like, oh, money doesn't hold But you know, everybody's got their moment to shine, everybody's got their wow, time that 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 they're gonna get theirs, and so you just gotta be patient with yourself, number one. Uh, and while you're being patient with yourself, everything is about value, each. <sighs> you want to make money, then make value. You want to be <clears throat> successful, then make value. You want people to respect you, then be valuable. You've got to be valuable. Like if you don't have value, if you what are you doing that's providing value? What are you doing oh, that's adding have... to the population, man? Like have... what are you doing that's that's giving something to somebody? Like people they want, they want, they want. Take, 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 gimme, give me, give me, gimme, give gimme. Give but what's the where's the value at, brother? Mm. What are you doing for me that's gonna make me want to listen, make me want to follow, make me want to to watch, make me want to buy, make me want to whatever? Like where's the value at when you create value in this world i'll tell you what that's the most critical thing so whatever it is you got a goal or dream whatever figure out okay what's the value in this thing and Uh then just focus on that focus on your value and push it out and then be patient be authentic be patient create value and don't listen to the naysayers man Ooh. Everyone's got an opinion, brother. You buy a Corvette, they're going to tell you you should have bought a Porsche. You start renting a beautiful home, they, they told you you should have bought the thing, man. Uh-huh. You buy Louis Vuitton, and tell you you should have got coached. Like, shut up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, who cares, right? Uh-huh. Who cares, man? Like, who cares about what the naysayers say? Because you know what? For every comment I get about somebody saying something dumb, I get about 10 comments that I say thank you. You know, oh. Simplify, absolutely, you changed my life. I love this yeah, thing. Uh-huh. Thank you for whatever. Like, there's always going to be a naysayer. There's always, you know, what the craziest part is the people closest to you because as you grow and as you, when you're on this road and you're building your life up and you're doing all these things, you know what? People are going to look at you and they are going to say, Oh, you should do it like this. Oh, you should do it like that. Oh, you should change this. Oh, you should change that. As they're not doing nothing for themselves. And then as soon as you start making it, as soon as you start crushing, it, as soon as you start winning, when you I've reach it, when you, you hit the goal, what they're gonna say? I always believed in you, man. man like uh-huh. you're the guy, <laughs> you're the guy. <laughs> I always knew you'd make it. <laughs> Shut yeah. your mouth, man. Shut your mouth, man. Like they you were, They you did. Right. So don't worry about the naysayers, man.
0: Because you they're know, there. No, I apologize. Please keep going. That's it. That's my How that's my it? four tips. Oh, man, you know what's so crazy is, is that you know that piece right there. You know what I mean? Like it. it's when I very, when I first started, you know, I had to tell myself, like, they will not believe into you until you start believing in yourself. And then I had to switch to they will not support. They won't support you until they start supporting you. You know what I mean? And the first piece to that is, is like your close friends, your family, they're not going to support you. You know, and I had to come into that with a very open mind because I was just like, dang, man, I think my stuff is hitting, you know? But they can't see this version of me because they still have a version of me. They still have a version of me. And when other people start to recognize this version of me, the new version of me, that's when they were like, oh, man, you know, I knew he always had it. I knew that he can always do it. And it was like this, man, look, man, you ain't never liked, subscribed, shared. You ain't been to a (laughs) show. You never, you know, you never helped me with the draft. But now you see everybody else and it's almost crazy but the problem is is that if I would have listened to you and I don't know who need to hear that but people will give you advice to something that they are afraid to do they'll talk you out of a dream that they are afraid to follow they'll tell you don't do it because of the simple fact that they are afraid to do it and you know sitting here with you it just it just really it reignites a flame of when I first started and the things that I had to tell myself and constantly rely, remind myself because I'm not going to lie to you in the beginning and then on some days, it's a rough feeling because it feels like you're like, dang, man, like I really just wish that, you know, they could see the vision the way that I see the vision. So I just really I appreciate you for that right there. I really do. You know, man, like I, I truly appreciate this episode. Like this is such a powerful episode. But as we come yeah. to a close to it, um, do you have one little bit of advice that you could leave for anybody? Identify
1: what your vision is for your life just take some time be disciplined right like discipline like i'm drinking this water right here i needed this water mm-hmm. i needed it's not optional this is mandatory and your dream is going to be like that water your dreams going to be like the air you're breathing it's got to mm-hmm. be mandatory i i wake up early every day at four o'clock in the morning not because i want to be like David Goggins, no man I wake up early every day at 4 o'clock in the morning so I can sit right here at my table. I can read my book and I can write some notes and then I can go ahead and analyze my day, analyze my life, write down my visions, my goals, and I do that for an hour, hour and a half before I go to the gym. And I do that because because I'm disciplined in my goal, my vision, because it's not, it's so, it's so non-negotiable. It's like you're drinking this water, it's like breathing air. So figure out what that passion you got is and demand that you make it mandatory for yourself right like stop telling everybody what they gotta do start telling yourself what you gotta do
0: And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Don't forget to head on over to your favorite streaming platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, and leave this podcast an honest review because this podcast deserves to grow just as much as we do. Also, don't forget to head on over to TikTok or Instagram and follow me at Meech Speaks. That's right, Meech Speaks. Meech is spelled M-E-E-C-H. Stay motivated, stay healthy. I'm out.